Forget about more testing for the coronavirus. What we really need is a mental health test for all of those people leaving other states, especially California, and moving to Texas. There will be a vaccine developed for the coronavirus sooner than people think, and also drugs that will help people get better if they do get the virus. So at some point, we're going to be able to get back to normal and start living our lives. We'll be able to go to restaurants and bars, go to school, and baseball and football games with stadiums packed with fans. It'll be completely normal. The Washington Football Club, the team that used to be called the Redskins, will still be terrible. So even that will be back to normal. But our country is getting very sick. Sick in a way that's far more dangerous than any disease that comes in from China. This sickness is one that can't be cured by a vaccine. If it could, it'd be the most important scientific breakthrough maybe of all time. Between the coronavirus and the riots in many of our cities, some very bad leaders are being exposed. I'm not talking about the peaceful protesters. I'm talking about a very different group of people the rioters. It's embarrassing to see how weak and cowardly many of these leaders are. And then you have the authoritarian leaders acting out too. I don't know which is worse. And the worst thing of all is to realize that we elected these people. We voted for them. And in many cases, we voted for them again and again. Where's the vaccine to cure that kind of stupidity? The authoritarians we're seeing seem to believe that leadership means telling people how they must behave. And if they don't do exactly what you demand, you want to punish them with fines and even jail time. In many cases, you don't even explain the reasons why you're making all of your rules. That's one of the first things you learn about leadership, is that people have to know why you're doing something. Otherwise, they won't have any confidence in your decisions. Now, if you're in the heat of battle, there are times when a decision must be made and executed quickly, because your decision could be the difference between life and death. The people you're leading must have enough confidence in you that they trust your judgment and will follow you because of that trust. A lot of leaders of American cities have been acting like the coronavirus is so serious that decisions must be made with no explanations, no reasons given. Even though it's obvious to everyone that many of the decisions these people are making are foolish. These leaders are making decisions that are not based on any facts. Their decisions aren't rational, and everyone can see it. But because they were elected mayor or governor, they see an opportunity to exert power. And they're doing it, and they love it. They love the power. That's why they ran for office, not to solve problems, and our cities have plenty of problems that need to be solved, but to get a lot of power. That was their real dream, and now the coronavirus is making that dream come true. You want to take your family to a restaurant? I'll tell you whether or not you can. Send your kids to school? Only if I say it's okay. Go to work? Not now. They're showing everyone just how much they love power and the control it gives them over our lives. And we voted for them. And we never knew just how many power-mad people were running our cities and states. Then we have the cowardly leaders. 
These are the interesting ones. They're afraid of the mobs running wild in their cities, but if they could join them and lead them, they most likely would. These leaders seem to believe that leadership means doing everything they can to appease the rioters, even in some cases joining them and telling them how much they support them. They hope that by showing their support to the rioters, the rioters will like them and see how woke they are and realize they both want the same thing. I look at some of these people, and what I see are the real authoritarians. These people would rule ruthlessly and violently in some cases if they could just gain enough control, but they're too timid to take the risk. They seem to really hope, like many national leaders on the left, that the riots will spread all over America and intensify so that it'll turn into a real movement, a powerful movement that will eventually give the radical left the total control they really want, desperately want. And if that happens, they could say it all started here, right here in my city, in Portland or Spokane or New York City. This is where the real movement started. So there is a method to their weakness. The longer they do nothing, the more chance there is for the riots to get stronger and to spread to other parts of America. And maybe it'll be the end to America as we know it. And they'll be so proud. We started it. Without us, it would never have happened. We're responsible for the second American Revolution. The first one was to bring freedom to everyone. The second one is to take away all of that freedom, and we're so proud. By doing nothing, they're leading the revolution, encouraging it. They're acting like cowards, and they are cowards. But wait and see what happens when you give cowards real power and authority. Watch out. They're the ones who turn into the most evil and violent leaders, and we voted them into office again and again. The question is why? Why did we do that? And worse, why did these incredibly stupid voters leave a horrible place like California, leave it because it was so horrible, and then move to a place like Texas and vote for more stupid liberals? This is what we need the cure for, and if we don't find the vaccine to cure it, America might be destroyed. I've looked at psychiatry sites on the internet to find out if there's a name for this mental problem many American voters are afflicted with, but I can't find a name for it, and I can't figure out why there isn't a name for it. We all know the definition of insanity is to do something that has failed over and over, all the while hoping for a different result. We've been doing that in our cities for 60 years. Leftist policies have failed miserably over and over. And the answer for the people leading our cities is to move farther and farther to the left. All of the radicals being elected to Congress are from our failed cities, and they're bringing their failed philosophies to the national stage. What's wrong with us? There must be a name for this mental disease, and if there isn't, there should be. Maybe the simple answer is that it's just liberalism, just plain, lazy, stupid liberalism. And the failure of leadership in our country isn't just with mayors and governors and the losers populating our Congress. It's everywhere. Our corporate leaders are just as bad as any politician I've ever seen. These weak-minded fools actually pay attention to social media. 
and punish their own workers for having opinions. When one of their employees is attacked on social media for saying something that any rational person would think is completely inoffensive, these leaders fire them. It's far easier to get rid of the employee that said something than it is to defend their right to have an opinion and to express it in America under the First Amendment. Talk about cowardly fools. If you work for one of these companies run by one of these cowardly leaders, you have to feel a little uneasy. After all, you know the boss doesn't have your back. You know that at the first sign of trouble, he or she will abandon you and give you up to the Twitter mob. I wouldn't want to work at a company where the boss didn't have your back. Remember, these corporate leaders don't much care about our freedom. They'll still be rich no matter what happens to us. If America turns to socialism, they won't suffer. They'll keep their jobs and their pay, at least for a little while, because they'll suck up to the new leaders. That always happens when the socialists take over. The big corporate leaders play along, and they're taken care of. The union leaders play along, too, and they get to live very well. It's everyone else who suffers. So don't look for leadership and courage from many of our corporate managers or union leaders. They're fresh out of it for the foreseeable future. They're watching closely to see which way the wind is blowing, because it's all about them. They could care less about you. It didn't used to be this way, but a lot of people have changed, and not for the better. It's terrible that people are dying because of the coronavirus, and it's so very sad that George Floyd was murdered by a policeman in Minnesota. I hope we'll be better prepared for the next pandemic because now we know for sure that it can happen. Shame on us if we aren't better prepared the next time. And we also have to do a better job of weeding out the bad cops and appreciating the good ones. And just as importantly, we must get rid of the bad leaders in our states and cities and the ones in Washington too. And we need to find out why liberals leave places like California because they hate how liberals have ruined the place and then move to Texas to vote for more dumb liberals who will ruin Texas if they get the chance. Or the people from Massachusetts who move to New Hampshire and then elect crazy liberals in that state. How about all the illegals from Mexico and Central America who come here to escape the horrors of their country? who say they would vote for socialism here if they ever get the right to vote. That's why Democrats love them so much and why they want open borders. What do we need to do to make them see how stupid they are? Do we need a task force? Do we need scientists to study the problem? Hundreds of scientists, thousands. If we have enough of them studying the problem, can they come up with a cure? Can we give liberals a shot of something to cure them and save us from their stupidity? There has to be a cure for this. People can't be this stupid. I know it'll be hard, but we have to try. It's especially hard because liberals are resistant to logic and history, so that doesn't work on them. I just don't get it. You live in a place for a long time, and you like it a lot, and moving is a big deal. You're leaving all of your friends and family, packing up everything, and moving. You have to get a new job and new friends, find your way around a new city, and find new restaurants to like and new sports teams to follow. This is a very hard thing to do. But you do it 
because you hate your old state so much because left-wing leaders have ruined a perfectly beautiful place. You get to your new city and state, and you look around for people to vote for, and you pick out the most radical left-wing stooges, and you vote for them. Why? Are you crazy? What are you thinking? Do you think radical left-wing idiots are only bad in California, and in Texas they're good? They do left-wing policies better in Texas? How come you're so dumb? When you ruin Texas, will you move to another red state and do the same thing? Do we need to stamp a warning label on your forehead informing people that you're a dangerous virus, the stupid voter virus, and this virus travels from place to place infecting politics, ruining the place they live all because they're so incredibly stupid and keep voting for liberals who always ruin everything. How about we raise some money to give to the scientist who cures liberal voters from being stupid and voting for the same losers time after time? How much would it take? $100,000 probably wouldn't do it, but a million might. $10 million or $25 million would even be better. For that kind of money, a lot of scientists will want to find a cure for voting liberal. But what if there is no cure? What if voting liberal is an incurable disease? But it can't be. If it is, we're doomed. Certainly our cities are doomed without a doubt. If only liberals in just one American city would elect conservatives as mayor and city council too. But don't kid yourself. Finding qualified conservatives isn't easy either. Once they become politicians, conservatives can easily catch the virus that makes them just as stupid as liberals, a stupidity that makes them care more about being reelected than in doing the right thing. Everyone is susceptible to that virus. I wonder if we could get enough conservatives to, say, move to a state like Massachusetts with all of their colleges, if we could take over that state and put conservatives in charge of everything, would that make the liberals crazy? We could take over all of the colleges and universities and have conservatives teaching all of the classes, brainwashing the kids into loving freedom of all kinds, including the freedom to have any opinion you want. We could make them love America and the Constitution, and they could love ideas, too, and knowledge. And debating ideas with each other would be fun again, like it used to be before the left took over. Would liberals look the other way and let it happen like we do when they control all of our cities and colleges? Will they just sit by and let it happen? I don't think so. They'll probably go nuts and riot like never before. But maybe not. Maybe they'd like it. It must be awfully hard being a liberal these days, never knowing who you might offend, never knowing when to say something, certainly never giving an opinion. Maybe in the end, living under this new system of radical left-wing control, and we're seeing it everywhere, just might cure at least some of them of their liberal stupidity. I don't know, though. Being stupid is very hard to overcome. What do you think? Will all of the radical left-wing craziness going on now, will that finally end up being the cure for stupid liberals and the way they vote? Will they stop moving to Texas so they can destroy a perfectly great state? We can only hope, only hope.